Hello and welcome to today's Here's to Your Health podcast. I'm Don Lintzman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. My guest on the podcast today is Dana Neiman. Dana is our Nurse Director of Education and Patient Experience. And Dana, thank you for joining me today. Always a pleasure, Don. You know, once the calendar turns to uh, January, once we get past all those holidays and everything, this is typically where we tend to get stuck indoors and we eat poorly and we mm-hmm. don't get any exercise but that doesn't do us any good and so I thought maybe we would talk a little bit today about diet and exercise and, and a little bit about how that helps us probably um, you know there are there are some pretty common uh, weight loss challenges when the temperature drops and maybe you can tell us a little bit about what some of those might be well really a lot of it is temptations everywhere we're just coming off the holiday season food is love and a lot of our society um, and it's how we show our appreciation Food loves me every I, day. myself included <laughs> and think about when you get together with your family what do you want you want the sweet treats you want you know the easy foods you want the little smokies, the mashed potatoes and gravy, the mac and cheese. And and really what happens is, is that as we come out of that holiday season, we really have to be mindful of the fact that if we don't do meal planning, we tend to stay in those pitfalls. So celebration's okay in moderation, but if your celebration extends out to your everyday life, that's when we really get into trouble. So speaking about meal planning, you know, obviously you're going to sit down, you're going to take a look at this. I, my wife, do a lot of meal planning, hasn't helped my weight much because we a lot of the wrong kinds of things. But when you do meal planning, at least, you know, it gives you some opportunities to think about the kinds of food you ought to avoid. Absolutely. So, you know, really overly processed foods are, are really ones that we need to avoid. Uh, when you sit down and you're looking at meal planning, you need to look at what is it you're going to have for a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner, as well as appropriate snacks. Otherwise, you tend to eat your three meals, you're snacking all day, you're going to the candy drawer, and you're thinking, oh, well, you know, I haven't had that much versus if you meal plan, then you have that visualization in front of you and you end up with more of a variety of foods that have improved quality. They can really help you lower your weight and also it gives you a tool to make you feel satisfied and stick with healthy eating. You know, one thing that I've noticed, especially in the wintertime, is that uh, we tend to drink a lot less water, probably because we're not outside probably because we're not doing the things that we'd normally normally do, mow the lawn, mm-hmm. play golf, so on and so forth. People really need to drink more water, and it's not just a summertime thing. Absolutely. So your air is drier, and so then you tend to have less water content within your body, and you really need to have that water in order to maintain your homeostasis. But also that water helps you flush out a lot of the high sodium that you have uh, really in intake or I suppose put into your body during those indulgent times and you know water weight can actually make you feel bloated and sluggish even if you're keeping your calorie intake in check so if you're not drinking water or having potassium rich foods like bananas spinach and and tomatoes you know really you're going to actually retain more water and you're not going to be able to uh, flush it out. My guest on the podcast today is Dana Neiman. Dana is our Nurse Director of Education and and Patient Experience here at CCMH. We're talking about diet and exercise in the wintertime when it seems like it's a lot more complicated. So from our last uh, question and answer here in terms of diet, seems like raw vegetables are maybe the best way to eat well and yet not gain weight. 
Absolutely. So I know when it's cold outside, the idea of snacking on carrots and celery and broccoli isn't the most appealing. Um, and, and, and really, you're not alone. But you might be um, inclined to opt for more warm, savory lunch over a salad, but there's a way around that. You can actually take your veggies and use them as a warm side dish. You can put them in a soup. Um, you can have dark leafy greens. Uh, and they really help impact your, become more nutrient and nutrient rich, excuse me, and filling. So a lot of times if you think of things like broccoli, green beans, cauliflower, and carrots, those can be roasted, they can be warmed, and they can be nice hearty, and you can and you can make them a, a winter friendly meal, but yet you're still getting your nutrients and you're still getting your fulfilling. And you know, it's feeling. one thing that our dietary department does here is they roast broccoli, they roast oh, carrots. Yeah. It, those are absolutely wonderful, mm-hmm. but you can do the kind of the same thing with fruits as well. Absolutely. So the funny, the funniest thing is, is that I've actually turned my children onto roasted apples and peaches, and they prefer them roasted versus fresh because you know you'll drizzle a little bit of sweetener on them, and it can be low calorie sweetener. But fruit has a natural, um, you know, sweetened taste. You can make them a nice, healthy treat, but then you also have that healthy option, and it's not just dense in calories. So to summarize the first part of our discussion here today, uh, we need to cut down on the the comfort foods as much as we want them when the temperature is cold. We we really need to eliminate (coughs) pre-processed foods or the heavily processed foods. And we need, really need to spend more time eating uh, raw vegetables and uh, and uh, fruit. And mm-hmm. I think that there, if there's anybody who's listening today, that obviously we should be doing that all the time, not just mm-hmm. in the winter. But mm-hmm. I, I, you know that that certainly is an issue. Now let's talk a little bit about the exercise part of this because I do think that winter is a <coughs> challenging time to stay active. Cold temperatures, slippery conditions, fewer daylight hours seems like you have fewer opportunities to actually get the physical activity that you need. You're not wrong, but you know, staying physically active is one of the best ways to improve your mental and physical health. And you know, in the Midwest, we complain about the shorter daylight hours. And so we tend to get a little bit more blue when we have less daylight, but regular physical activity helps you feel better. It improves your balance. It can lower your risk of type two diabetes, many types of cancers. It also strengthens your bones and muscles. You know, a body in motion stays in motion. Um, It can also impact your weight, you know, as far as helping you maintain or lose, keeps your mind sharp. And, you know, emerging research does suggest that physical activity can help boost your immune function. And I think in this day and age, knowing all of the respiratory viruses that we have going on right now, you know, if you can do anything to (coughs) improve your your immune function, it certainly would be helpful. My guest on the podcast today is Dana Neiman. Dana is our nurse director of education and patient experience. And we've already talked about the diet side of trying to do this diet exercise thing during the winter months. Now we're talking about the exercise side. Some, there's always some question about how much exercise is enough. Right. So really, every little bit of activity helps. And so ideally, you should shoot for about 30 minutes a day, five days a week. It all counts. And if you can do that consistently, or even break it up into smaller chunks, but still average 30 minutes a day, you know, you can get about 150 minutes a week of of moderate exercise. If you say 150 minutes a week right off the bat, that's going to shy everybody off. But if you say, you know what, 30 minutes, five days a week, that's something we can do. That's less than a full TV show anymore. Right. So knowing that it's cold and 
you know, obviously, again, if it's the weather is nice, you can get outside, you can do lots of different kinds of things. What kinds of physical activities would you recommend during the colder winter months? Okay, so obviously weather permitting, as long as it's safe and you're appropriately bundled, get outside. It's okay to be outside. As long as you have layers, you plan ahead and you monitor the weather. And of course you want to avoid the wonderful ice and and snowstorms that we've had recently. Um, But really, layers can help you guard against overheating and sweating and then eventually becoming colder. But the other thing is, is that, you know, consider walking around your grocery stores. That's a big one. We see a lot of people in our community utilizing our large facility like our Walmart, our local Walmart, and they will walk laps because it's safe. It's indoors. It's temperature controlled. It's non-slip areas. And so that's always an opportunity. Another thing to consider is, you know, turn on your TV online. You can Zoom uh, a lot of different exercises. There's all kinds of apps. How many of us have a smartphone out there? And you uh, even get onto Instagram and there's different workout classes. Same with YouTube. And there are a lot of them are free or low cost. Um, stretching, general dancing. Who doesn't like dancing and jamming out to some music? Absolutely, I think that makes an excellent idea. And I, and I think you know where you're headed with this actually probably makes sense for an awful lot of people um, because we do have a lot of folks, especially our older folks like myself, who don't necessarily look forward to getting outside. But there are a lot of things you can do in your house, mm-hmm. inside your house. And actually things that you might do on a daily basis that actually you don't think about it as exercise, but it can be. Well, think about your daily household chores. So vacuuming. I mean, vacuuming is a great opportunity to really strengthen your core and and do some stretching. You can do sweeping. You can um, do walking up and down your stairs if you have great balance and great stairs. Maybe a little help around the house just in case. You can do running up and down your stairs. (laughs) You can always do some gentle stretching. You know, yoga is low impact, and I'm going to tell you yoga is hard it is hard but it is good stuff it builds a lot of strength and core and and really you can be getting done with your to-do list while you know gaining health benefits just doing your daily household chores and i think there's one other thing we could take a look at and that really is the the whole concept of uh, volunteering not just for the for the physical activity but the socialization which i think is really important when people are kind of bottled up, bundled up in the in the wintertime. Absolutely. So if COVID taught us nothing, it was that, you know, personal contacts and interactions really do matter. And so getting out, volunteering in active ways, it's really good for your mental health as well as your socialization. You can look for volunteer um, opportunities. You can look for those that in, uh, involve physical activities such as walking dogs. I know the animal shelter is always looking for help down there and who doesn't want a little snuggle from time to time from a four-legged friend? Um, you can um, you know, you know, can help some of your neighbors shovel snow. You know, CCMH, we have our Good Samaritan Thrift Shop and we always need the help as far as sorting and moving different things. And that's that can keep you physically active. The schools, the library, church organizations, you know, really volunteering, not only does it, yes, we're talking about health and wellness on like eat less, move more, eat better, move better. But, you know, really your mental health is really the foundation for that. And so the more you volunteer, the more you're out there, the more you're um, building those personal interactions with people, really you have a lot more support. And, And I think probably, you know, if you get enough of the right kinds of mental health um, activities Mm -hmm. and socialization is a big Mm -hmm. part of that as you pointed out 
I think some of the rest of these things fall into place. Absolutely, they do. Absolutely. And I know, um, you know, we've been able to connect a fair amount of individuals um, with a couple of our support groups that we have that maybe they wouldn't have had that socialization prior to the last year. And so because of that, other opportunities have opened up and there is more volunteering. There is more getting out of the house, even in the dead of winter. And and we, we talk about good activities. We talk about nutritional choices. Voices and, and things like that. So at the end of the day, we're really looking at, you know, do, do some really basic things to get some physical activity because that's really important. Uh, make sure that you get some socialization, that you mm -hmm. see somebody mm -hmm. uh, because it's great for your mental health. Uh, try to eat well, in other words, <laughs> fresh fruits and vegetables. Yes. yes. Uh, and, and overall, uh, do what you can during the winter months uh, to, to make the, the uh, the whole thing work better together. And then you're playing less catch up in the spring. How many of us try to play catch up in the spring and the summer and then all of a sudden we start feeling well again and we live in a four season area. It's winter's gonna come every year. And so, you know, if we plan our meals and start with that and we can start planning our physical activities weather appropriate and, and really we'll feel better. The more we move, the more we feel better, the more we stay in motion, the the you know, the better off we feel and, and really maintaining fluid and hydration is super important, but also making sure that we have have the appropriate nutrients coming in, staying away from those processed foods, and then develop your village, you know, have that socialization, and, and really then you have support every step of the way. We've been talking about diet and exercise today, how to keep yourself well and fit during the winter months. My guest has been Dana Neiman. Dana is the Nurse Director of Education and Patient Experience here at CCMH, and Dana, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Don. I'm Don Lintzman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. We care for life.